0: Post match out with Chaps
2: for that Millwall podcast where it finished at Vicarage Road, Watford two, Millwall two, and I think on the balance of the game, probably a fair result, um, a draw. However, just sort of bitterly disappointing to be honest. When you're a couple of minutes away from from winning the game and, and you can't hold on, um, but overall, I think it was if it was our way round and we'd have scored uh, with the last minute, um, we'd be looking at things probably differently. And I think. Um, that moment where we did go 2-1 up um, was uh, was a really good moment for the sort of two-odd two thousand Millwall fans that were there. Um, I was there yesterday. Um, so thank you, Alex, for sorting me out, um, if you're listening, mate. Um, managed to, to get a ticket. I wasn't originally going to go um, for various different reasons and then, you know, managed to get hold of a ticket last minute. I won't go into too much detail, but a combination of um, having to pick the ticket up, traffic meaning that I was quite late, and uh, some very jobs worth people at Watford ticket office uh, meant I missed the first twenty minutes of the game. So I, um, by the time I got in, it was one one. Uh, so it was um, I missed the first the first sort of th- the two goals, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about them because I've watched them back. But I wasn't there in the moment, so um, my sort of um, perspective on the game probably starts from around twenty minutes onwards. But um, we do go 1-0 down and and I could hear the i have to say our roar was louder when I'm outside and I'm listening to you're not actually sure I thought they went 2-0 up because of how loud the roar was so fair play to the to the fans that made a right racket when we did equalize but they they go 1-0 up um and I've just realized I haven't actually talked through the team so I'll go back a little bit before we go uh, into when that they, they went 1-0 up and I talk about the lineup um so lineup was uh, to be honest. When I think pretty much when everyone saw that team shoot, we're like, "Well, what is he? What is actually is he playing? You know, has he gone rogue? Is he what, what is he doing?" And um, essentially, from what I could make out, he went with uh, so obviously Barton goal, a back four right to left, returning Danny McNamara on the right, uh, Wes Harding, Jake Cooper, and Murray Wallace on the on the left of the back four, Casper Denor and the returning George Savile. So. George Savile is free. Um, there's uh, obviously been a, a lot of noise to get him back in the lineup. And I'll, I'll start by saying I thought he was my man of the match yesterday um, from a loads of different angles, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. But he was he was brilliant, George Savile. So he came back into the side, uh, obviously picking up from Billy Mitchell. Alan Campbell ruled out through illness, we are told. Um, uh, then obviously, Zian Fleming. And then the front three was uh, returning again, George Honeyman for his first start of the season on the left. On the right, Brooke Norton Cuffey in a more advanced role, and Tom Bradshaw through the centre. So, what that told me is that, first of all, there's probably more injuries in the squad that we know about. That's the first thing that starting lineup told me. Second one was, again, you know, in one way, a bit of bravery to go with a four at the back, but in another angle, two quite. Potentially defensive players in forward areas. We know George Honeyman is not like an out-and-out winger, and we also know Brock Norton-Coffey is ultimately a right back. Um, so maybe they were doubling up on Watford's left-hand side. Which, to be fair, in the first half, a lot of their um, a lot of their uh, play did come down that left-hand side. So maybe it didn't work. But that was the lineup that started the game. Um, again, paper-thin squad. Uh, Tom Leahy on uh, Malachi, fresh off his new contract and then Kamal Grant don't know much about him uh, young uh, 20-year-old center back I think he is or he's certainly a defender on the bench and that that just shows you right the fact that um we 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 have to have those lads on the bench and you know I'm not to discredit them it's great that they're being involved but um that should be by choice and, and not by force and I think at the moment it's probably the latter but anyway so um game kicks off I miss it but they 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 get a they get a goal, um, so uh, a bit of pressure is building up. Um, sort a couple of balls across the box. The ball eventually makes its way over to the right hand side, um, where uh, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Kone or Sema potentially. Uh, twisting and turning, gets a shot away, and um, it's sort of quite a comfortable uh, sort of position for Bar. It's but he he doesn't get down low enough quickly. And it bounces off his chest. What I will say, though, having watched it back from a lot of different angles, it does go for a lot of bodies. So I'm going to talk a bit about Bart later on, because I think Bart had like a really bipolar game. At times, I thought he was outstanding. And at times, I actually felt he um, uh, was was not very good at all. Um, A lot of people instantly blamed Bart, I think, for this. But having watched it back... You could forgive him the fact that it's come for a lot of bodies. Should he deal with it? Absolutely. But to put it solely on him, this is the blame, I think is, is not quite fair. What then happens is the ball ricochets out and it goes to Cooper. And what Cooper should be doing here is he doesn't know what's behind him. Um obviously don't know what was communicated between Bart and Cooper. It all happens in a split second. He should just be launching it, even if it goes out for a corner. He doesn't, he tries to sort of clear it back past him. As he does that. Espria's on rushing, clears it straight into Espria, and it ricochets straight into the net. For me, that's a Cooper error, that goal. Um, yes, Bart could do better with the initial shot, but it's it's defending 101, really. Um, and for me, I think Cooper needs to take more responsibility for that goal. We're one-nil down. How do we respond? Well, we respond with uh, a goal of our own. So I think we have a corner. Uh, the ball then gets recycled. Casper Denor whips in a lovely ball. Tom Bradshaw flick onto the back post. And it's a deft header at the back, host, uh, back post from Zian Fleming, who then um, gives it to the fans after I think he slips celebrating. And it's 1-1. One, one. And as I say, the noise that uh, you lot made was, was uh, something to behold outside that ground, as I was still um, very frustrated not being able to get into the ground. Um, but um, so it's 1-1. It's one, one um at that point I do come into the ground and I think for the first sort of 10 minutes I was I was there I felt we were quite comfortable I felt that um George Honeyman in particular had a fairly good first half I thought he was good defensively I felt that he um was was you know had a a real engine on him and him and Murray was sort of connecting quite well down that left hand side defensively anyway um I thought Fleming, his hold-up play was good. I felt we looked quite comfortable. But then I think that um, for the latter sort of 15 minutes of the first half, it definitely shifted in their favour. And in fairness, um, they had a couple of really good opportunities. Probably the most noticeable one was, um, again, a bit of pinball in our box. Um, And there's there's an effort, I think, I can't remember if it was a header or not, to be perfectly honest, but it's a close-range uh, effort and Bart just sort of it's it, it's an instant reaction and this is what Bart is superb at it's an instant reaction and Bart just sticks his hands out and it's a it is an outstanding save yes it is kind of almost straight at him but the reaction the time to actually and if you watch it back in slow motion he kind of moves and then it sort of carries on after because that's how quick the ball was coming towards him so um a super save from Bart there, and 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 more than makes up for the error for the for the first goal, um, and and to be honest, the sort of as as we close out the first half, they are kind of peppering us a little bit, um, but we go in at one one, um, and I think you know one one a place like Watford, and we also need to remember coming into this game, we were uh, without a win for I think is it, was, was it three or four games, um, two points in the last three games coming into this. Uh, whereas Watford have got seven point seven from the last nine, you know they've won two of their last three, so you know their their tails are up. Make no mistake about it, Watford has some very very good players. Um, they are a fairly expensively assembled squad, not as much as it used to be. And actually, if you look at their signings this summer, they didn't spend a lot of money, and you know they, they they sort of got fifty million from the sales of João Pedro, is M- Milosar, M- Cabasali, etc. So. They what they did this summer is they they actually added a few sort of probably players that maybe a slightly different recruitment strategy, the likes of Jake Livermore in the center of the park, uh, Jamal Lewis on loan at left back, you know, two in their own perspectives, good signings, and, and probably adding a little bit more uh, aggression and and um, steel maybe is the right word, I don't know, but just a bit more solidarity. And um, I was actually more impressed with Watford yesterday than I have been for a, quite a few years. Um, I felt that they have definitely progressed, as I say, by rather than just being a, a team full of very flair, tricky, good players that when, you know, things are going for them, they can really look very dangerous. But actually, they didn't want to really go the other way. I feel like they have they've definitely added that. And they've got some fantastic young players. Espria is one in particular. I think it's a 19-year-old Colombian that they, I don't think they paid that much money for at all. So... I think Watford are a half-decent side. We're, we're 1-1 at half-time. Um, second half, um, I felt for the first sort of... I'm, I'm probably generalising a bit too much, but probably the first sort of 15, 20 minutes, again, I felt that they dominated. They, uh, I remember one uh, shot that stung the palms of Bart. Um, I remember quite a few times the ball flashed across goal and, you know, from the sort of penalty box they would put it wide or over the bar. A um, lot of opportunities, a lot of openings for Watford. And I think they'll be disappointed if they didn't take the lead. Um, and, you know, before we go two and up, make no mistake about it, we could have been 3-1 down is the point I'm getting at. Excuse me. And, um, you know, but they didn't take their chances. And, you uh, then I think we have an opportunity with Ryan Longman before we do get our second. Um, so Brooke Norton Cuffey, some really good work down the right hand side. And it was really interesting because Brooke Norton Cuffey often seems to, I don't know whether he likes a challenge or what, but they'll he's quicker than most players. But at times, rather than trying to go around the outside and and, and beat them for pace, he'll almost run into them. But he has this knack of being able to get through through them a lot of the time. Obviously, not always. In this instance, he does. He managed to get through about three or four players. It then breaks to Ryan Longman. And it's a a really good effort. Um, And it's it's narrowly just past the post. And I felt we started to really grow into the game and started to push them back and started to create opportunities of our own. And then we get a corner, again, through good work from Brooke Norton Cuffey. And I think it was actually Wes Harden, who wins the corner. And then Sav comes over and the, the fans uh, really, uh, they you know, we love George Savile anyway, don't we? But, you know, the whole game, he was in the referee's face. And I think it was Ken Semmer or someone sort of dived to try and get them a, a penalty in the first half. And he was giving it to them. That's what we love. Right. And that's what we've missed. You know, real sort of steel and leadership. And and Sav played the whole 90 minutes. And um, I was a little bit surprised he didn't get taken off. When DeNor got ta- got taken off of Billy Mitchell, but actually it turned out to be the right because because obviously Sav was a returning to the first team and B on a booking, but it turned out to be that the the best decision because Sav just grew and grew into the game, winning free kicks, just using his intelligence, and it's his corner that is on the money. It's a super corner. I think we only had two or three the whole game, but this one right on the money. And if you watch, I think it's Looser, uh loser, 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 something like that. Um, one of their more expensive players a 10 million pound plus player he um just just doesn't follow harden and if you watch it it's you know it's a it's a fairly bread and butter header for harden i think once he realizes his player's not going to go with him and we go two one up i think it's on 85 86 and you know our away stand just goes absolutely mental and when actually see it from the camera's perspective um it it was a brilliant moment i think um Definitely one of the better sort of uh, celebrations in, in in a while. Let's be honest, we've got much to celebrate. And I, I have to say, you know, I know it's not a, a far trip, but to get over 2,000 Millwall fans there yesterday, considering obviously how we're playing at the minute and what's going on, I think, as I say, credit to each and every single one of one of you, one of us that went. Um, but we go 2-1 up um, and then we have an opportunity to go 3-1 up. And again, I think the ball's ball pumped into the box. I think it's a free kick that Saville wins. Saville takes the free kick. It's a superb free kick. It's right into the, into the penalty area, but then sort of bends backwards. It makes its way uh, into, into the, the six-yard uh, box. And Backman comes for it. Cooper goes for it. Cooper wins the header. And it's going in. And one of their defenders somehow manages to head it onto the bar. It goes out of harm's way. And then it eventually breaks to Fleming. And yes, there is a crowd of bodies there, but he puts it wide. He's got to keep that effort low, hard and on target. And of course, that's what he's trying to do. But the execution wasn't there and we could have gone 3-1 up. Um, it would have flattered us, no doubt. hundred percent, we would not have deserved to go 3-1 up. But this is football. This is how to find the margins are. Um, and then unfortunately, I think it's the 91st 92nd m- minute Um
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh,
2: causes heartache for for Millwall for, 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 for the Millwall players because uh, he makes it 2-2. And the goal... It, uh, my gut instinct, first of all, said that's Brooke Norton Cuffey. He switched off. He didn't go with his man. Then a few people uh, around me and having some conversations were saying it, it, maybe it's Danny Mack because he he um, could have intercepted the pass. Then actually, if you look at the player that ends up uh, um, overlapping Jamal Lewis, it's, it's the Lutzer lad, he actually comes from the centre of midfield and runs out to the wide. It isn't the actual left winger. So then it's like, well... That wasn't actually Norton Cuffey's man. I, I I probably need to watch it a few more times, but what I would say is it's 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 the fact that it's 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 get my words out. The fact that three or four players in that moment all switch off. And I think that each of them could probably collectively do better. And if there was better communication, I you know, you pick him up, he's moved on over to you, etc. That goal doesn't happen. Um But the ball is whipped into the box. Danny Mac's doing everything he can to get there. He can't quite get there. The ball comes over the top of Harding, over the top of Cooper. And Rijovic is unmarked. uh, Decent header down. Don't really think Bart can do better with that one. And it's 2-2. The game kind of peters out. We had a couple of free kicks, but don't really come to anything. The game finishes 2-2. The players do look dejected. And I understand that at the end of the day, they're they're gutted. They thought they were on their way to give uh, Baldy Barrett's first three points. But it wasn't meant to be. Unfortunately, now that's uh, only two points from the last three, three points from the last four. It's the form isn't good, um, but what I would say is we're entertaining at the moment. We are, you know, two two. Um, uh, yesterday, obviously, the Preston game was was fairly entertaining. The Blackburn game was entertaining. To be fair, even the whole towards the end of the whole game when Raul was still here, we we, we do seem to be a bit more entertaining going forwards. Um but this Mill team was built on like defensive solidarity, and I just feel oh, we haven't got that. We just seem to be carved open constantly. And I find myself every game saying, oh, but they've got really good attacking players. But I'm saying that every single game. So either we're not we're the only team that doesn't have all these attacking options that like I keep talking about. Or every team in this league has got them. And we need better defenders to better cope for it, cope with it. I don't, I don't really know. But every single game, you look at you know, Blackburn have got expensive players, Watford have got expensive players, uh, Hull have got expensive players. Like it just feels like every single game, this is what we're talking about, but this is what we're up against. And this is why if we want to compete at this level. And I feel for the board a bit because we, we spent five, six million in the summer if if you know, the fees that we um, are paid are to be believed. And I don't actually think we're as far on as the club would have hoped. I'm not as far on as we would have hoped. And is that down to the fact that we recruited the wrong players? Is it down to the fact that we were overperforming so much last year that actually we needed a lot more than the five, six million? What is it? I don't really know. Um, but this is the championship. Every team is gonna have attacking flair players. And um you could argue in Maku, SA could be ours. Um, but they're young, they're raw. You know, these aren't players that have come in for five, ten million that other other clubs have, right? So we have to find a way of beating these teams. Um, but overall, I think, you know, yesterday a point is 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 probably what you know, a fair share of the spoils. I felt that um there were some good performances. And um, the only thing I would say in terms of Barrett is, personally, when he brought Nisbet on, I would have brought Maku on because I felt at that stage, bringing Imaku on and just say, just play on the line. Because they their two centre-backs were absolute units, but they weren't particularly quick. Um, and, and Nisbet wasn't really going to win much against them in terms of a physical battle. I have to say as well, I keep saying I have to say, um, that Watford were one of the biggest physical sides I've seen in a long time. Every single player was a unit or, you know, a, or, or very fit and athletic. Um, again, which is a which which counts for a lot in this league. And I do think you'll see Watford start to climb the table. Be interesting to see what you think, Watford fans, based on, based on yesterday. So, look, 2 2. Um, will that be Barrett's last game in charge? I can't see him getting the job, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know who will get the job, um, but I think whoever does come in, as I've said before, we're going to need to be patient with them because I think they're going to try to instill, uh, probably a different style of plan, a different identity, but that's either going to take a lot of coaching or it's going to take a few transfer windows to get it right. And again, the couple have to dig deep. Um, so I think we're going to have to be patient. I think one of the first things that they need to do though, is to try and give us a bit more shape and defensive resilience again, because that's what this team was built on. And I feel we've lost that. Um, And I don't really know why. Um, Is it that the, the, you know, what, what is it? Is it leadership? Are we missing Hutch? Are the players not as good as they were? Are they switching off at vital moments? Is it confidence? What is it? I don't know. That's, you know, luckily for me, that's not my job to figure out. But I think the new manager that comes in, that's one thing he's got to address, you know, instantly. Because I think if you do that, plus you get a couple more bodies back, you know, Nisbet gets fully fit. I'm not quite convinced he's been fully fit all season, but we get him fully fit. Um, I'll talk a bit about Bart in a moment. You get Sarkic back. What more is definitely a player that I think even for 20-30 minutes is good, and then you can add a few more in January then all of a sudden I think we start to look a bit better. But at the moment, I haven't really walked away from a game, maybe other than Preston, where I've walked away thinking, ah, we deserve to win that. Honestly, I haven't. And that's concerning because I've talked before about the amount of chances we've created. Um, I think we're just lucky that there are three teams in this league, although now QPR have sat there managing if they go for Warnock. Um, we know how good his record is at uh, changing things. Or did they go for Rowit? Wouldn't be surprised. He's been linked with him many times before. Um, that'd be funny because Rowett was talking about how he uh, missed, missed you know, being closer to his family. So that'd be an interesting dynamic if that was to happen. But anyway, don't talk about other, other clubs. Um, but that's where we are, I think. Um, I think this season, to be honest, will be about finishing mid-table. Um, and trying to, you know, evolve into the style of the new manager. I don't think we're going to be anywhere near the playoffs. Um, hopefully, we'll have enough about us to steer clear of the relegation zone. Um, and the fight in this group is definitely there. So, I, I, I look, I think we'll be fine. But I think what I'm saying is I, I don't think, of course, the new manager will come in and their goal will be to get us in the playoffs. I don't think we're good enough. I don't think that... Um, we're really a top 10 side this year. Um, mid-table is probably about right. And if we can finish mid-table, we'll be comfortable. But at the same time, experiment a bit. I think we should sure all be happy with that. Um, anyway, players. So, Bart, look, uh, the first goal, possibly his part to play. But actually, the problem I've got with Bart is not really the first goal. The problem I've got with Bart is his lack of ability to command the area due to his the fact he's so immobile. Um, he he's shot stopping his reaction reaction saves and his positioning is still as good as it always was as i said before his reflexes are, are still very very good um he always takes up a pretty good position which is really really good and obviously we saw a couple of decent saves yesterday that's not in question for me when he has to move his feet and when he has to be commanding you know, even at times he'll come and punch the ball because he's not confident in catching it or what although to be fair, a lot of goalkeepers are doing that these days. I think we don't understand the impact that has on the defense, knowing that your keeper is not gonna be able to be commanding just because he's just not mobile as he once was. And I'm not I'm not digging Bart out. I think ultimately it's just a sign of age. Um But having and and at times yesterday, you know, with his kicking, there was one time where he got closed down and it was a whisker away from from being ricocheted into the net. It just doesn't fill me with confidence. So that must rub off on the players. So I think that is something. But on the flip side, he made some superb saves again yesterday, just like he did against Blackburn. So, look, I, I would continue with him. I just think that I'm saying that the impact that having a goalkeeper that can't command his area will definitely be having an impact on the the defense. Um the back four, uh, as I said, I don't blame Danny Mac for that last goal. I thought Danny Mac's overall performance was really good. I really, really do. I thought defensively he was really sound and he should take confidence from that because Jamal Lewis at this level is no, you know, he's no mug. He's a good player. Um they got some very, very good players and I felt he dealt with them very, very well. So um I thought Danny Mac had a really good game, to be fair. Um so he was good. I thought Hardin and Cooper, uh, obviously I've talked about Cooper for the first goal. I thought overall they were they were decent. I thought Hardin was probably the better of the two, but he did make one or two mistakes where he kind of tries to bring the bring the ball out or he has a heavy touch. But he's been turning into a bit of a cult hero there. And I I, I love him. I think he's just, as I said to you before, he's he just seems like a really nice bloke. He just gets it, he wears his art on his sleeve, yeah. You know, he scored two goals because he has the desire to get in those positions and that's the sort of character you want at Millwall. So I really like Wes Harding, uh, Wesley Harding, I'm not so sure on the celebration, Wes, but, um, I am, um, I really like him. And, and for me, when Hutch and Leonard are back, I don't really think Harding deserves to be dropped. Uh, Cause that would be the obvious one. Um, Left back Murray Wallace, I thought he was all right. I thought he was, you know, he wasn't spectacular, but I don't think he was necessarily at fault for anything. I thought he did did, did fairly well. Casper um, Dino was was good. I thought he was he wasn't as commanding as normal, but he was still good. He still had a half decent game. George Stabb man of the match for me by a mile. He just everything. His performance was good. He calmed things down when he needed to. He crunched uh, a few of their players when he needed to. He was in the referee's ear. He was in their players' here. He was winning clever free kicks. He put the ball into the box for the goal. Like, just, I thought his all-round game was just brilliant. Uh, and that is why he should be in the team. So, for me, absolute no-brainer. Savile man of the match. Norton Cuffey, I thought his first half wasn't great. But I thought second half, he really grew into the game and was really quite effective. Obviously, had a part to play in the last goal. Fleming, I thought, was a lot more impact impactful in the game than he has been, Um I think I said uh, that he impacted the Preston game and I think he impacted yesterday a lot. He's just got such a way of sort of shrugging players off. They were a big physical side and no one really was beating him for from from a physicality perspective. I thought he was good yesterday and I thought he worked really hard um, and obviously got his goal. So credit where credit's due, I thought Zian had a decent game. Honeyman, I thought had a really good sort of first 40, 50 minutes, but then I think he started to peter off. To be expected, he's not played much football and he was rightly... Uh, uh, substituted for Ryan Longman in on the 60th minute. But I like Honeyman. He gives us a, an energy, an aggression, a tempo. So I do like Honeyman. Um, and then Bradshaw, obviously a good flick-on for the goal, but I think I, I don't know. he just doesn't seem to be as effective at the moment. Is it just is it the style change that we're seeing with Barrett? Is it the teams we played against? Is he picking up a knock? Is he just out of form? Don't know. But he doesn't seem to be as effective as he once was. And I feel for him because. He works his absolute tits off every single game. That is never in question. But um, he'll be frustrated because obviously he'll he'll want a goal. So, um, but yeah, look, that's where we are. Um, You know, we're 18th in the table, which doesn't look too pretty, but we're still six points off the playoffs. As I said, I personally think that'll be out of reach this season. But hopefully before the Sheffield Wednesday game, we should have a new manager in place. I know nothing, but my, my money is probably on um, I'm not sure if we'll be out in Muscat. My money's probably on Bill. Don't really know how I feel about that. Um, there's been lots of rumours in terms of who's been interviewed and things, but Bill was definitely one of them. Um, will QPR sacking their manager hurry our decision along? Don't know. Um, but look, at the end of the day, I've not done too much research into playing styles and things because the manager will turn up and we'll have to support him regardless of whoever it is and we'll have to give him time so look let's see what happens on southampton on saturday i think it'd be a good game i think that um they are a very unique side in terms of the way they play they leave themselves very uh defensively vulnerable but they also can if you if they can beat your press they can definitely caused a lot of problems going the other way. And they're a Premier League outfit in terms of the squad they've still got assembled there. So let's see. Looking forward to it. Um, Thanks very much for listening as always. Um, And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks a lot. Bye for now.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.